sun hung high above the makeshift desert funneled in by the massive stone wall that entrapped the games. A tall man in purple armor stared down at a trembling dwarf, who was clutching a strange-looking combination of staff and wand. You have no reason to fear me, Birdie, right? The dwarf nodded slowly, wiping tears from his cheeks from the back of his hands. They, they told me that you would kill me if you saw that I had this, and I, I wanted to give it to you so, so you can... The armored form kneeled, placing a covered finger to where his mouth would be. I honor the way you value your life and how you know your place. He examined the staff, staring at the host spore for some time before returning it back to the now very confused dwarf. Well, I, I thought that you... Oh, I'm very fond of host spores, but... That one's been sullied, housed in a mix of metal and wood. It ain't no place for something like that. <laughs> Yet, you know the phrase, where there's smoke. The armored man helped the dwarf up, pushing him gently away. Why don't you get out of here? I let you live and let you keep the staff. The only thing is, you gotta cast some type of spell right when you see the bice boy this belongs to. Seem fair? The dwarf nods, sprinting away in fear that the man would change his mind. But he wouldn't. Host spores were powerful, and he needed his next fix. You all woke up. You're not sure how long it has been, and you don't know where you are. You woke up to a large man, dressed in heavy armor, a red bandana covering his left eye. He was untying all of you. Lastly, he pulled up Waka by his arm and lifted you with ease. And that is where we are. After he's invited you and welcomed you to the gar graveyard of opulence. Which, I would like to say, I said opulence a lot last session and... I, you might be thinking like, oh, you already planned that. No, I had to change the name on the fly because it was the garden of something that I can't say. But then I realized, oh, crap, I, re I re named it something that you all shouldn't be at. And this also isn't what the name is. So I had to come up with that on the fly. So Graveyard of Opulence it is. <laughs> Very good. I love it. The man that you saw, his name was Arctium. Arctium, he had stared out blankly into the distance. His eyes were dark nearly all pupil, with a thin ring of green. Despite cutting the rest of you free, he stops above Gaylor. His gaze still reaches beyond as he leans down, his head unmoving as he picks up Gaylor by one of the heavy knots binding his hand. His voice was a whisper, so faint that only the elf can hear. Your heart is glass. You wear it in your hands. Lifting the knot, Gaylor, you see that the tip of your fingers have begun to grow black, a strange underlining greenish aura surging. As if following a heartbeat, which is far too slow to be your own. Take my gloves if you wish. I will be discreet. At this, he cuts you free and takes off his leather gloves and hands them to you. Too stunned to say anything, but I put them on look around 
look around and see if anybody noticed. He was speaking so quietly, you barely heard him. No one else noticed, as you can assume that the one person who would usually notice isn't even looking at you. Nelisky, this is the first time that you have been separated from the host, completely and utterly separated. Your spore is gone. Your staff is gone. In fact, all of you, as you pat down your pockets, as you search through your non-existent satchels, you find nothing. No swords, no glaives, no spell-casting focuses. You have nothing. Oh, nothing not but the clothes no. on your back. No, where? Where is it? Please, no. Where? Move, everybody, move. Where is... Where is I'm my spore? So sleepy. Please. If you are looking for something that was on your person, I, I assure you, it is long gone. No. Where? Where did it go? You must tell me now. There are a few options. Either one of the other contestants has already found it, or it has not been distributed yet. You, you speak. You are. You are. You are crazy. Tell me, please. What is this? Where? I. Uh, no, this guy like starts running toward the door, or if there is a door or an entrance or anything. I guess. Can you describe the area? Of course. You are currently in a clearing surrounded by a U of trees. I would say about maybe 100, no, let's say 400 yards away from the tree line. The other side is completely open. And as you look out into the distance, you can see scaling upward, there is a massive, massive wall. And as you turn around, you seem to be surrounded by all sides, by a wall that you can not even see the top of. It has to be thousands upon thousands of feet tall. You are in an area filled with dried grass. Wheat in some areas, grass, dried grass in others. There are thickets, there are brambles. But the area that you are in is under a large oak tree. See, every time, Nelisky, you look around, it seems as if the world is shifting, changing. For the, a moment, it's a clearing. The next, you're deep in a forest. And even for a second, you blink and you're in a desert. But you realize that none of these things are the case. You are in a clearing. Save the tree and the long distance of trees out 400 yards. That is constant. The wall is constant. These flashes of other locations, whether that be the forest every time your hand brushes by the bark, or sand whenever you brush past the dried grass. You're not exactly sure what is happening. Your mind is racing and flashing. As for the rest of you, you will know, as just stated, that you are in this clearing, save this rather large tree. It's about 18, 19 feet tall with a very, very wide trunk. Waka, you could lie down, stretch your arms all the way up and your tippy toes out, and it still wouldn't stretch across the trunk. You also see something else. Out in the distance, amidst the clearing far past behind the trees, you can see dust picking up. Arctium sighs for standing to his full height 
attempting to reach out to soothe Nella Sky, putting a hand on their shoulder. I'm not sure what item you've lost, what, what value it holds, but it is all right. You will find no door here. You will find no escape. You are in the graveyard now. It is fight or die. What is the graveyard? I take it all of you are not here of your own volition, yes? Clearly you were not informed. I sure wasn't informed. These are the quarterly games. I will ask all of, or answer all of your questions as I can. So allow me to quell any worries you may have. You're in the graveyard of opulence. Despite the name, this is not where riches go to die, but rather to be entertained. The quarterly games are a mix of many things. The combat, tests of strength, will, magic. You can find it all here. It is imperative that no matter what, victory is your goal. Victory will lead to riches, to the return of your things, and even power if you so choose to wield what is given to you. This is insane. I, I need... We need to fight others for rich people so that we can get uh, the stuff that was stolen from us back you are still rather green aren't you yes yes that's exactly how it is the people here they struggle they have dealt with many things there are all forms of life here whether that is slave or debtors who owe money or even people who should be put to death. There are a lot of people here, a lot of different crazy people here, and it would do you good to but, find but, but a But where is here? We we were on we were on a path that I know. We had but just taken one turn off of a road I've traveled many times. What do you mean? Could I do like a uh, history check to see if I've heard of this graveyard of opulence you yes you may no one else is going to be that successful i'm assuming what happened is that you were accosted yes the people that are not here of their own volition often are taken because the the cronies of amblis they they have a specific goal they must reach if they do not bring in enough people they they get creative with their recruitment process Speak plainly. You mean they have a quota, and they take captives to meet their quota. It would seem that I spoke plainly enough, if you understand. That was a 18 on the roll. Waka, you have heard of the graveyard. You've never heard it called the Graveyard of Opulence, but you have heard whispers of some place called the graveyard, a place where ruin can turn into fortune, where nobodies can turn into the one percent this is the land of opportunity but you don't know much about it you've heard whispers you know that it is very popular in the back alleys of fanheim but not exactly the reputable streets that you walk on the day to day there's no way that you would know who owned it there's no way that you would know exactly where it is but from the frequency of the whisper the only place that you've ever heard of it is in fanheim so you can assume it's on the western coast. Oh my god, we're way far away. <laughs> I, I do remember hearing people talking about or gambling, I guess, in regards to this. Never thought I'd find myself here. This certainly is a gamble. 
gambling your entire life away. See, this is a game to the death. If you don't have a champion to guide you, you will have a very unfortunate time. The quarterly games are games of strategy as much as they are of power. It is good to f make alliances and grow your squad. I am such a champion. I unfortunately have lost the rest of my squad. It was a bit of a bloodbath. I barely escaped with my life. So I offer my hand if you would take it. I will grant any information that you would like as well as being by your side. I know this area a bit well. I have to say this is not my first game. Uh, I'm terribly sorry, not to be rude, but didn't you just say you lost your last group? Why would we want to join you then? You missed the part where he said he won the other game. I did not win the other game. I've played the game. I won in the sense that I'm alive. But I was granted no riches and I was granted no nothing I wanted. Other than my life. What do you want? That is a very difficult question. And I I want to be reunited with someone. Amblis has him. So I will fight for Amblis. Amblis Etico, may your name be damned. I have a question. He spits at the ground. Yes, Elf. What can you tell us of him? He is the ugliest Fregalin you will ever meet. You know... The Fregalin are frog people. He is a beast. He is terrible, slimy, both in a physical matter and the way that he does business. He is... Job of the hut. <laughs> Let's just say he has friends in high places. Dang it! This is the second Disney infringement that I've made in two episodes. <laughs> yeah, We're getting shut down, guys. Back at him. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> I was thinking more the uh, the kind of larger version of the frog dressed up in a suit from <gasps> Over the Garden Wall. Mm. Oh, my God. Uh, what was his name? It's not like we're going to walk into that woods and find a bunch of other options. You're more than welcome to, but I doubt you will find as many champion as kind as I. And he sort of chuckles to himself. Why do you want to help us? Oh, uh, you mistake me. My chances of survival are significantly better with what appears to be five very strong individuals. Despite if you are not dressed for the occasion, but that can be changed. I will gladly explain the rules to you, as well as anything you need to know about Amblis. Should, should all go as planned. We get our things back and we can go. Yes. I will be reunited with... I, everyone will get what they need. If we win. Anything they need. If we win. Within reason, of course. The See, Amblis is a very rich man, a very powerful man. He is as a dominating fist over the industry of crime. One of the main distributors of fake merit. Taking the artificial paper from modeled after the forest, the paper from the forest abroad, and grants him friends in high places. In theory, if you win this, your wish could be that you are granted extremely high gains of merit. It wouldn't be legitimate, but the magic wouldn't know. At least, the magic wouldn't judge. 
I'm unfamiliar with how the magic works. I'm not much interest for being king. Well, I'm not unfamiliar. There's a, a noticeable snarl on Gaylor's face at the mention of uh, the counterfeit paper. And I'm not interested in that. But I am interested in getting out of this hellhole. You are better men than most. So I offer my aid. And um, I can also offer some remedies for your anxiety, Bicepore. Please do. <laughs> he reaches down into his pack and pulls out three Is that stones. <laughs> <laughs> These three stones. He crumples them up in his hands. He crushes them. He holds out your hands, Bicepore. Now this guy holds out their hands. Sprinkles the dust on their hands and then signifies to breathe in. Waka, if, if this kills me, please kill him. <laughs> As you bring it to your hands, to your hands to your face, the powder disperses into a vapor. As you breathe this vapor in, you can feel the tightness in your chest sort of dispersing. You still have this constant thought in your mind of the spore, but it's a bit more manageable now. Better? Okay, so I thought it was going to like give me my magic powers back or something, but it's legit just Xanax. <laughs> 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 yes, this... I feel less frantic, but I... I am... Mm, yes, I need that spore. Well, then let's go find it for you. I ask you, though, what is... Your names? I'm RTM. Awakamotipua. Gaylor. Nellis Guy. Oswald. And I'm Perrin. A pleasure to meet all of you. Does that, Do any of you need armor before we move on? <laughs> I understand that you have no... <laughs> you have no, um, no equipment. I could lend you some. Oswald, you can continue to use that knife. Thank you. I was going to. Cheerfully. Do you have any weapons? He turns and you see this massive broadsword on his back. It is so large that it is dragging against the ground. I doubt you wish to wield this. Um, this is correct. <laughs> be hilarious. Then, unfortunately, all I can say is we will find some on the road. Until then, he points down and there are some massive um, tree branches. You are more than welcome to use these as clubs. All right. Now this guy picks <laughs> one up. Are my hit dice? <laughs> uh, 1d4 no. for a club. Whoa, guys. <laughs> you might be able to find some rocks on the ground to throw or something. Could, could you maybe just like kind of go through the rules or mechanics of this? Of course. I am so excited. This is actually what I was about to announce because no one has any uh, spellcasting focuses. Wait, I, I can't do any spells? No. No one has Wait, their spellcasting uh, focus. Looks like it's the monk's time to shine. Seriously. <laughs> Waka picks up a stick. He's like, what? This is the same. <laughs> Willem, please come back. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Can I do wild shape or no? You'll, you'll find out later when you try. Oh my goodness. All right. Let me give you the rundown. The quarterly games will follow a different turn structure than a normal game of D&D. There are nine main areas with more to be added or reduced based on your actions. There are, um, there's going to be conflict that will be occurring in travel. So there are four phases. There's the prepare stage, the travel stage, location, and resolution. So you have been granted a champion in the name of Arctium. But when you prepare, the party can choose a quote-unquote champion. This champion will dictate the stats of the encounter and will impact who interacts with the party. So before you all go out, you're going to pick one of you to be the leader, quote-unquote, for this next encounter. After you travel, the champion will roll a 1d20 plus the stat of their choice. This will dictate what type of event they will partake in. It's note, if you roll a nat 1, it is going to be a nat 1 no matter what, you add no stats. Then location. After arriving at the location, the party can choose what will happen. They may interact with the environment, spy, etc. if they need to attack anyone. The champion will always make any stat rolls while in this location. So basically, one person's super special here. So, like, let's say Brandon's going to be the champion. Sam won't be able to make any stealth rolls or anything like that. And then lastly, the resolution. During the resolution, upon a successful encounter that would justify the gained item, the champion will receive a piece of lost loot or be sponsored by an audience member to gain back one of their old items. The main name of the game is winning challenges and gaining loot back while gaining allies as well. Um, so like, I don't know, thematically speaking, we are supposed to, like, how do we win? We, we kill all of our opponents? So there are counters that are happening. I won't tell you. Uh, basically, you have a limited number of actions and a limited number of things that are happening other places if you trigger certain things that number will go down by like two or three instead of one and at the end of it there will be a final conflict with if you have not dealt with certain people you will be interacting with and those numbers going down indicates people other people dying or that's just yes or basically like quote-unquote turns until the final phase each phase will impact will something else will happen whether that's something I tell you or something that happens passively. Okay. Basically, there there are like nine... I to, I've said there are nine areas. There are going to be more or less, depending on what happens. You do not need to go to all nine. There, In fact, there's pro, a prob, high probability that you won't have the ability to, as maybe certain things get shut down or certain things get altered, you know, stuff like that. Okay. So split up the party is what I'm hearing. There's five of us. That means that we can each go by ourselves to one place two times and we're done. And we'll, we'll be the champions. Yeah. We're all our own champion. So our first step here would be to choose a champion for the round one of nine or probably nine. Yes. Well, I vote. Hmm. I think we are all probably on the same page. Hmm. That either Octium or Wakamutipua should be our champion, as my club is not going to be much help. Well, I volunteer you then. 
Seems fair, eh? Welcome away to Pua. That's fine by me. I see. One, one question before we set off. Gaylor, yes? Yes, Gaylor. Um, the ones who took us, as, as you say, um, not of our own volition, right? There was, there was a, a centaur. Do you know of this creature? One of the cronies you, you mentioned. Centaur. Was there anyone else with him? Yes, a little, uh, what was he? Who's it? Um, a goblin. Two orcs yeah. disguised as sheep. A small goblin. Goblin. You were asleep for that, Nellis guy. I think he called himself. Yes, yes, Kroots. And the Horus, then, uh, would yes, be the Horus. centaur. I'm familiar with Horus. How do I say this kindly? Don't. A right bastard. Will he be here? He does cook a good stew, though. <laughs> you want to know the truth. I believe it's Kroots that does the cooking. As for Horus, I'm sure that Horus is watching the games. So, won't be in here, but will be out there. And he points at the long, very tall wall. I think we should get started. And Nelska kind of looks anxiously around, having spore withdrawal. We're not going to be getting back our gear, sitting here, jammering our jaws. So, might as well get in there. Wonderful. So... In your preparing phase, you've already chosen a champion. You have Walk. equipped Walk. yourself. I'm assuming Walk. everyone's going to grab a club just in case, yes? Yeah. Uh, Great. Sure. Okay. sure. Uh, is well, not, of course he's yeah, not. Makes sense. Um, do you, would you like, um, our our friend has been offering, has offered armor, if anyone wants any specifically. Was our armor taken too? No, you all have the same armor class. Now this guy would not do well in armor. Um, what kind of armor is he offering? They're not proficient. <laughs> he has very heavy, like, plate mail. Okay, uh, Oswald is fine without the armor. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not proficient in heavy armor. Nope, me neither. Nor would I feel at home in it. Just like David. Well, okay, it's time to roll a 1d20 plus the stat of your choice. That's going to be main stat not like athletics or anything. So either strength, dexterity, wisdom. Let's do a dexterity. Dexterity. Oh, whew, thank goodness. It's not a natural one. Uh, that's a two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so a six total. A six off to Quite. a swimming start. It could be worse. Is that a fish joke, sir? It was a fish joke. A uh, quick question about Gaylor. Gaylor is an artist, right? And so, and his uh, his spellcasting focus is art tools mm-hmm. yeah, of some kind. Not a, an art tool. Could but could you like draw in the mud or something? And be, like, I think it has to be a magical item. Like it yeah. has to be enchanted. Oh, okay. Because it'd be pretty cool if you could like just get like a jar of mud and like a little wooden do ceiling magic like. require require a, 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 a spell casting focus 
Um, Ask Willem. You have only casted it with the help of a pretty powerful spellcasting focus, so you're not 100% sure. Well, he's, yeah, but the, he then said, you are a sealer now. Not that yeah, that's true. As, as okay. many a good DM have said in the past, you can try. Go ahead and try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might look like a big idiot, but... <laughs> Just doodling <laughs> in the mud. It's like hmm. <laughs> having fun over there. We see doing little sketches. I didn't even give you a location yet, which is fine. Um, so there are a few different places that you can travel. I'm going to give you a few options. You have the temple, the spirit stream, the altar, which is A L T E R. I'm scared of that. And those are the closest ones to you. There's also the gorge. I will say that Arctium suggests not going to the gorge. Why does he suggest not going to the gorge? The the gorge is, well, let's just say it's filled with unsavory things. The largest group that we're going to have to deal with is the Dodra squad. Dodra was the man who killed my last party. And the one who almost overpowered me as well. He has decided to join the game despite winning the last one just because he has some sort of yearning for blood. You see, anything you do here, you can't be punished for it. So it is a very good outlet for some very bad people. Which, oftentimes, people don't bat an eye because nine times out of ten, those bad people are going to die. Well, then we might as well... uh seek some absolution at the temple the temple it is then good choice for a monk you all begin to walk it's a long walk heading northwest you actually see in the distance quite a bit of ways a field of blue when you asked arctium says that that is the spirit stream it is this thing that flows and ebbs and it looks like it is not a small stream it's expansive you can see the blue for what i don't want to say miles but as far as your eye can see going past it you see there's a large bundle of rocks boulders even through the path as you're climbing through them you see there's a lot of dust that's piled up and there are mudslides that have come down these rocks were placed here intentionally. By the time you realize it, you turn around and you see two men, both brandishing long pikes. It's time to fight. Time to die. Everyone roll initiative. Sorry, guys. I got a two. I got a 19. 12. I got a five. Also 12. So I this is important. What order were you all walking? Because I don't want to just say you were in a straight line. I think Waka would probably be in front, what with being the champion and all. Nelliskai was very close to Owakamoli. I would say Oswald was probably following Nelliskai. Uh, I would be in the rear. Just behind me. Arctium would be up near Waka. So Perrin and... Taylor, you two are in the hot seat. As great one of the men, 
He's wearing this strange-looking armor. It looks sleek, but brandishing this pike. He rushes forward, and you can see there's actually a symbol. This strange half-circle with two lines in the bottom at an angle towards the left. But you don't have time to examine it as this man strikes forward with his pike right at Perrin. That's definitely going to hit. Okay, do I still have the four temp hit points from, like, back when I drank that drink? Yes, you drink? do. Okay, cool. He slices the left part of your arm, and it takes a moment for you to regain yourself as he deals eight points of slashing damage. Goodbye, temporary. <laughs> Oswald, you are next in the turn order. So I'm behind No Sky. Just behind Waka. So you, there is, so they are behind you. You currently have Perrin and Gaylor are behind you, and there's a boulder in between the two of you. That is just going to be, so I'd say you're around 20 feet away from them, and it's going to take an extra five feet to climb over the boulder. So you'll be able to get there with 30 movement speed. Well, and we don't have any, like, spell slots or anything. Nope. Can't even do a cantrip. Come on, man. Can't even do a cantrip. Literally, Solomon, like, you're going to look me in the eye and mm -hmm. tell me, and after we just spent the last hour and a half talking about my spells, I can't use mm -hmm. them? Nope, none of them. You do have a little buddy, though, that oh my God, so is still true. with you. Okay, so he wasn't um, stolen? No, no, you see, not that little buddy. Uh, not I Philip. beg your pardon? <laughs> Excuse me. Sensing that you are in danger, you feel your left ear clog. Like there's water inside of it. And all of a sudden, Ew. the other water spirit that granted you the ability to speak fey has appeared. Why was he in my ear? That's meep, gross. Meep. We, we established that. It was giving you he's the one who's whispering the fey yeah. language into your ear whenever someone's talking so now you still have the ability to do your overload spells or your overload class ability okay well can i do that then yeah uh what is his name it's not philip you're quizzing me Aaron, or are you like yeah, asking me to name him asking you yeah he doesn't have a name yet jeffrey philippa jeffrey all right that's not a water pun though well, is Philip? I guess it is. Fill yeah, because he's filling up. What is that? Uh, what's that damage? What do I have to roll? I'm pretty sure it's a uh, saving throw. I believe so. Let me look. Um, yes. What do I have to roll? Against your spell save DC, which um, I will say, I did succeed. Well, how do you know that for sure? Because I know that your spell save is not higher than seventeen. Well, maybe it went. Maybe it got higher. See, Jeffrey is a little, um, a little out of it. As you approach this soldier, um, Jeffrey, you know, has been cooped up for a little bit, so he really just can't pull out exactly what Philip can. He attempts to invade the mind and cloud and jump in and swirl through this soldier's eyes, but the soldier just bats it away and he returns back to your shoulder with a meep oswald turns and just kind of gives him like attempts to do a little like reassuring like it's okay pat 
Nelskai uh, whispers, Odo, are you here? Silence. And hearing nothing, uh, <laughs> Nelskai then, um, can you wait? You can ready in action? You can like ready in action. Okay, so what I'd like to do is ready is so last time I tried to ready an action I did it wrong but I have to specify a trigger mm -hmm. and then an action so the trigger is when Waka Moitipua engages with one of them um, I will flank them like on the outside and try to hit them I'll allow it. I'm pretty sure that I think you'd be able to do that. I don't know. Which is actually, well, it works out because Waka, your turn is next. So we'll just resolve this right now. And we both rolled 12s. You said that it's like our group along this path. Um, and where was the boulder in relation to the pike wielders? There's a, a boulder separating you from Perrin and Gaylor. You'll be, with your movement, you will be able to get past it. And attack at least the first one. How far away are the pike gentlemen from the boulder? The other one is 20 feet away. And then the one that is right next to per uh, Oswald and Perrin is uh, 10 feet away. Okay. Because what I would like to do is run forward, leap onto the boulder, and then from the boulder leap and do like a jumping attack from the top of the boulder down towards the uh the pikemen and if i need to burn a uh step of the wind point to reach him uh i am willing to do that depending on this to reach the other one to reach the other one yes you would have to okay um but for the first one that was stabbing perrin I would not. You'd be able to hit that. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, question. Am I able to both use a step of the wind to get the times two for my jump uh, and also use flurry of blows in the same turn? I don't know if there's a key. If there's a, I don't know if there's a um, limit to how many key points you can use in a turn. Uh, I don't know. I think the bigger limiting thing, or at least what Google has said when I was trying to Google it a second ago, um, was more that they both have bonus actions that get used, and obviously I only have one bonus action. But using a key point is not the bonus action. I just get to either disengage or dash as a bonus action. And it gives me times to jump. So it's really just going to be a DM rolling because I don't know that there's like a, you know, hard and fast um, thing. I will say that it's really cool. So you can do it, but you do have a limited amount of key points and you don't know when the next time you're going to have a rest is. This is true. The thing that I'm looking at says that you'd spend the key point to take the disengage or dash as a bonus action. So you would spend your bonus action to do that. And then you couldn't spend a bonus action to do anything else. But I don't necessarily have to take disengage or dash uh, in order to reach the guys. I'm more just using it to get the longer jump distance, which it's not necessarily clear if you get that 
when you take the bonus action or if you just get that all the time anyway. I'm, I'm, but I'm going to say that you can so you get that I'm going to say you get that all the time anyway once you once you use it like once you use step of the wind you can your jump distance is doubled regardless of you use doesn't get your dash because if you if you're just if your jump distance is doubled because you used a dash action why didn't you just use a dash action it doesn't make any sense well there you go you know there you go i'm all for it so uh, i'm going to step of the wind leap over the guy in front and as we're coming through the air i'm gonna attack along with flurry of blows um at the further back uh pike man okay uh oh and i have extra attack as well so all right uh that is a uh 20 on one of them and a nat 20 uh and a 19 on the other which comes out to a 26 total so hopefully they both hit barely okay good whatever (laughs) with the criticals do i roll two damage dice or do i roll one damage dice and double it with criticals you get this is i don't know if i've already implemented this rule you get max damage and you roll a dice oh just one dice but i like that okay so because that i mean because if you get roll a crit and you get three damage that's like nothing right. you know like that doesn't feel good yeah. i'm all for that all right so we feel good that'll be busting makes me feel good yeah. you know that'll be <laughs> oh and i rolled a six as well get freaking wrecked dude um so for the critical attack that's going to be a total of 16 uh the second attack is eight and then okay we'll do my two flurry of blows no no you're good you don't need to cast a key point i'm asking are you going for lethal or knockout no no it's it's knockout damage Okay, there are not many. There, uh, you can assume that people in this area have seen Salix, but I would argue that there is a very small percentage of people alive who have seen a flying Salix. As you catapult through the air, that is nearly enough for this man to pass out. But with the added element of you slamming your fist across his face, it's a no-brainer. He slumps down on the floor and he's out cold before he even had the chance to step so uh he was next but Perrin hey question now it's your turn uh mm-hmm. the the rules of these quarterly games as explained didn't we have to go for lethal don't we have to kill them the guy lost he's still alive and like you can make alliances. Could one be like, yeah, I made an alliance with the guy, the knocked out guy back there. That's why he's not dead. Or like, what do you have like explicit rules that might? He is current. He is wearing the insignia of this other group. So you can assume that he is he is devoted to that group. Whether that is, if you can wake him up and convince him otherwise, that's on you. I don't know if you want to go through the effort of 
potentially waterboarding this guy to try to change his mind or asking him very kindly with your fist raised. Or you could kill him. Yeah. What if Arcteus just walks up and kills him for us? <laughs> then we can avoid this whole conversation. Anybody else have the same misgivings as about about lethal force? Or is that that's just Walker, right? That's no, he's that's, a pacifist. Yeah, yeah, that's. I that's mean, we're not murder walk. hobos, yeah, sure, you know. Right. He he has too much respect for the surface to uh, go about ending the lives of anyone that's on it or anything. Plus, I mean, you never know if the thing that you're gonna have for dinner is actually a sentient creature. Because I mean, there's a mushroom in my party. Um, what if I'm gonna eat that cow, but it's actually the biggest Max cousin and just not killing anybody is a lot safer so uh waka eats fish at every opportunity or having other people cook things you know that's that's pretty safe too surfacers can tell if something's sentient or not then you know are the rules clear to the party that we have to kill people in order to win yes it is a he said that you either um i think you said something around the lines of like you either kill or be killed like you they said fight or die yeah, fight or die well, that's what it's... the that's what the the guy that we just encountered said i'm pretty sure that arctium said kill kill or be killed i mean is it like a hunger game situation where you can be the only one left arctium was lost last time but he's alive here so he didn't exactly explain how that happened. That would be enough for Nalaskai to believe that we don't have to kill him. So Arctium, if we like start walking away and we haven't killed him and Arctium tells us that we have to kill him, then we can have that conversation. But Nalaskai, Waka, Waka, what are your feelings about other people killing people? <laughs> I, that, that's not my business. <laughs> I mean, you guys have judging. killed wolves. Uh, obviously, Senor died. I mean, he kind of killed himself in a way, but he was pretty mortally wounded even before that. Uh, I mean, Waka feels bad enough for chucking his spear in anger, and, you know, that, that was close enough attempted murder because he wasn't pulling his punches at that point. Uh, so he still feels bad about that. Um, but, you know, if, if you guys... I mean, Oswald killed uh, Marlin, like, dagger to the throat, pretty hardcore style, and you know, Waka comforted him after that, so. <laughs> Waka just yep. went, there, there, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, do I want to try to You're use half his height, right? Yeah, that's that seems like a pretty obvious. There's, <laughs> you there's also <laughs> other actions beyond the attack action, just throwing it out there. Right, because there's only one guy left. I don't want to just wild, or I don't even know if I can wild shape. That's the thing. Uh, so I think I'll save it for now because I limited wild shapes and that's the only thing I can do. It seems like it's pretty combat heavy. You know what? Let's just do it because I feel like I'm going to need a wild shape anyway in like an hour or two, however long it lasts. So I'll try wild shaping into a dire wolf. Does it work? Can I wild shape is the question. Perrin. Your arms extend. Oftentimes, when you become a dire wolf, you get down on all fours. Your skin turns to fur. Your bones grow and muscles just form. 
blue flames pour from your mouth on your claws and you often let out a loud roar. You find yourself <laughs> on your hands and knees. <laughs> no. A halfling. Uh, that's embarrassing. Sucks. You're more than welcome to roar if uh, you should bark. You guys very confused. This is should bark. Performance issues happen to everybody. Oh, nice. You confused him. Oh, I feel like I'm just like trying gosh. to let what. Like, what's happening? <laughs> I need some Xanax. <laughs> All right, what is, is that like? The only thing I can do is that, or can I now run away? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you should roll for intimidation run, and bark at disengage. them. Disengage. You should attack as if you're down. Roll for intimidation and fight bark at them. Just gonna bite him. Fight roll him for distraction. <laughs> roll to see if you notice you're not a dire wolf. Yeah, can you do it? <laughs> Does he do have I a gold tooth at least? Well, no. Oh, can I turn him yet. to gold? Yeah. Oh. My intimidation is a minus two as a as a half. Wait, is it so, really? Uh, I think it's gonna stay a minus two. Oh, that's yeah. unfortunate. <laughs> you should do it anyway to see if it'll make them laugh, and then we can sneak off. <laughs> Just leave me there. I'm gonna I'm gonna disengage. You, I mean, I've I've noticed I'm not a wolf, right? Because I'm not like eight feet tall. Do you tall. have the disengage <laughs> action? The ground looks closer. <laughs> do I should. Do I have? I thought everyone just has. So this yeah, yeah, everyone has. But, um, but oh, you, you don't can just do it without. In this moment. I'm pretty sure that you have uh, disengaged. The, I still get an attack of opportunity, right? Oh no, it doesn't. No, that's, that's your that's your action. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, disengage. Yeah. Get out of here. This and and backing up uh, behind a boulder, I guess, where for however far I can get. Great. <laughs> Seeing this, Arctium takes a step forward. I'm useless. He looks over at Gaylor and gets a small smile on the side of his lips, just a half smile, and sort of does a hand motion like the floor is yours, Gaylor. <clears throat> he ain't going to do anything. <clears throat> All right. I guess it's my turn. Um, all right. Well, uh, how far away is the is the unconscious guy from me? Around fifteen feet, maybe twenty. No, fifteen, ten to fifteen feet. And then how far away is the other one? He is going to be around uh, five feet. Oh, so the unconscious one's in the back. Well, there goes running over and picking up his pike. <laughs> You could, in theory, do that. You could probably yeah. run. Around. Yeah, no, you'd be able to. You're you are not currently right next to okay. the guy. Like you, you'd be able to get that. Okay, so I'm gonna. I will run over, and pick up the pike. Can I throw the pike? So it is a heavy weapon. So you could throw it, but you would have a bit of. I don't think that you have a heavy. Um, you don't have like a. Maybe do you have a martial proficiency? Uh, then rapier you could throw it <laughs> you could throw it but you would probably have disadvantage on that okay uh a thrown pike seems like a strange little yeah and i'm not close enough I, I couldn't i couldn't get all the way back to him in the same turn 
Um, uh, what's your movement? 35. You'd be able to do that, I believe. Because he's 10 feet away from... Do pikes have They're reach? 10 from, feet away from each other. They do have reach, but you picking it up, That's and an then action, since it's a heavy yeah. weapon, yeah, yeah. Um, so you wouldn't... Question is, are these like axe pikes or just like spear, spear pikes? pikes? All right. Uh, in that case, I'm going to use uh, I'm going to expend a bardic inspiration, which I assume I still have, uh, to uh, to summon some clay golems, or try. Okay. Kay. Roll your one d six. Okay. Here we go. Too bad I can't expend another bardic inspiration to get advantage on this. No. Hey, six. You couldn't be. Okay, what's your? Uh, what are you telling them to do? I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell them to kiln to prepare. Uh, prepare to explode. Well, usually, oh, these fuck. take a full turn <laughs> or two turns. No, you see, there are these little golem, these clay golems that sprout from the ground. Usually, it takes them a minute. They're a bit groggy, so you have to give them the action, and then they prepare themselves. With kiln, they grow white hot before wrapping themselves around the enemy. But as they dig their way out, there's a strange aura about them. This dark force with this sort of inky green surfaced under a layer of black. When you say kiln, immediately they rush forward. Four of them attacking the soldier, and two of them rushing over to Waka. Oh no. So they deal to Waka, they deal four damage, and to the guy, it deals eight damage. Sorry, buddy. I you, knew it. You all heard me. Venom <laughs> is among us. He said kill, and then they did four damage to Waka Motopur. <laughs> Arctium steps forward. You can see the soldier is still looking fine. Arctium takes the sword from his back. As he does so, his armor falls backward, almost as if his armor is made of liquid to solidify back where the sword once was. He wields it with ease, this massive sword taller than Oswald, before he, with both hands, swings forward the sword breaks apart and you can see that instead of a broadsword now it is a type of whip a whip with these massive nearly foot long subsections of blade he strikes forward and the blade rushes past Nella Sky rushes past Perrin and <laughs> strikes into the heart of the soldier. He rescinds the blade backwards, the chunks clicking into each other, the body dragged across the ground. He pulls him off the sword, holds his head up to look at his face for casting him to the side. He was one of them. You are now out of combat. Walk up brushes the dust and clay fragment pieces off of his calves and ankles 
uh, and then really disregards what happened with them and focuses right in on that blade. And what is that? That is amazing. Where do those come from? I want to know everything about it. He uh, sort of offers it out. He says, you're more than welcome to attempt to wield it. Uh, Waka does so, uh, but before doing any like practice swings or something, walks a healthy distance away from, from everybody. Before you grab it, roll a strength check for me. Oh, no. Uh, that's a five. Or no, sorry. Uh, wait, would that be a saving throw? No, just a check. You have a plus zero to strength? No, I have a plus two to strength. I had rolled a three. So it'd be... Oh, you rolled a three. <laughs> okay. As you wrap your hands around the hilt, you're... <laughs> you just completely drop it on the ground. And Arctium gives a knowing smile before clicking his tongue. It would seem you're not strong enough, Salik. Mm, that is a pretty heavy blade. <laughs> you have to hold your mouth. Let right. me try. <laughs> you're more than welcome to, Nellis guy. Maybe you'll hold your mouth right. No, I think Perrin could lift this. <laughs> he winks at now or winks at Waka Mutipua. He takes the sword back with ease, spins it in his hands, kind of to show off, and he shows that underneath the leather wrapping, I'm sorry, there's a rune. A rune that, as he slides his fingers over, breaks apart the sword into the whip. It heeds my magic call, as it were. Same with my armor. That's why I offered it to you. It's form-fitting. As he places the sword back on his back, the armor sort of dis- goops forward to make pauldrons on his shoulders. Those are some fancy gugas there. Years of unfortunate work it would seem deal with that one and we'll be off he walks up the hill after pointing towards the other soldier uh i did he's he's been dealt he's down for the count he's breathing isn't he the only good enemy is a dead one perhaps we tie him up and leave him huh this way he cannot get in our way again Perhaps we could leave him to the gorge. <laughs> Fine. Tie him up. Uh, take his pike. He pulls out um, a bit of cloth and sort of throws it to you. It looks like it's a torn up bloody shirt. Lovely. I want to check to see if there's any like smaller weapons on them that I could wield. The, um, on the one that... Uh, has been dragged across the ground. There is a dagger. Um, Gaylor, you can see there's also a dagger on that body as well. I could go ahead and take that. Yeah, definitely taking some weapons. Um, daggers are better than clubs, right? Uh, daggers, I believe, are still 1d4. <laughs> they are. But, but you're probably proficient in it's it. Piercing. So They're piercing. Depending on your other proficiencies. It's not an improvised Are there any weapon. other weapons on the floor? Nope. Okay, well, I have my my trusty club. <laughs> Oswald's well, you pretty could, good with a dagger. Anybody, There's the other pike. Give him a dagger. Oswald, I hate, you have a dagger, too. 
Oh, right. I thought that I don't have any of my oh, stuff. Oh, he has one? He he gave you a dagger. He did. And you said that you were going to use and it. He gave you a knife. Oh, and he said, so true. Keep it. A knife. So yeah. true. And I said, that's a, that's I will. Dagger stuff. Also, only parents. So true. A pike so far, right? No, I picked up the pike during combat. Oh, okay. Gaylor mm-hmm. picked up the and, pike. And now I picked uh, up the, the dagger. Uh, yeah, so who wants the other I'm, pike? Well, Perrin, you were gonna, you you took a pike, right? Or oh, I didn't know there was Perrin's a pike three feet to tall, so the pike is <laughs> not right, gonna dagger. work. Can you dual thing. wield daggers? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can you dual wield pikes? Say, yeah. <laughs> daggers are finesse weapons. <laughs> Perrin, hand me that pike. I toss him the other dagger. We exchange weapons. That's pretty cool. During that exchange, I I uh, I uh, handed the second pike to Nellis guy. How long is this pike? Can you wield uh, it? Standard pike length. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> some pikes are like. I was gonna say it's around yeah nine to ten feet. Oh my good lord! Okay, is that so gonna do any good? Two and a half times my height. Waka Muitipua, can you please break this shaft? Yeah, I I give it to Waka and I ask him to break it into a more manageable size for me. Can Perrin like and another guy just like hold it between them as they run? <laughs> 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 I, just, <laughs> I just stab people together. <laughs> that guy, let's go. You'd be able to break it and then we'd just give it the spear stat. So 1d8 instead of 1d10. Nice. Oh, no, I, I can wield a pike. Oh, great. Right? That makes for better I'm fan art, I think. four foot three, so. Dude, no, I think the broken one is much better fan art. I... <laughs> Waka gives it a nice karate chop at appropriate Nellis guy spear leg. Hey everyone, this is Solomon, your DM and friendly apple cider cellar man. I'm just here to tell you about a few super exciting things. So first off, you may have noticed that we are continuing bi-weekly uploads. So this is going to be changing, sort of. So because for the next few weeks, we're going to be uploading the continuation of the Gardener series. These mini episodes will be uploaded the Wednesday after each episode airs, the full episodes on Saturdays. The Gardener will be a four-part series, and I have a few ideas for more later down the line. And I can tell I'm super into Kingdom Hearts by the way that I tell my stories because there's going to be information in these side episodes that it'll help you grant uh, a better picture of what's happening in the world and backstories for the character. So be sure to check that out. And if you've missed Marlin, you definitely want to listen on Wednesday. I believe that it is the 2nd of November. So lastly, we're really proud of this podcast and have sent it off to some big name hosting companies. Uh, we would really appreciate it if you are if you are enjoying the episodes to share it with your friends because uh, we're on Apple Podcasts now. Yay! <laughs> so thank you all so much for showing your support. It really has meant the world to us. Uh, you can follow us at, at Realm of Podcast on Twitter and you can tweet about the show using the same thing. Hashtag Realm of Podcast. You all are so amazing. Thank you so much for listening. It literally over just... It short circuits my brain how happy it makes me. But anyway, let's get back into it. Well, okay, I need you to roll 1d20 with your stats or your strength or whatever 
Dexterity, I'm sorry. Uh, with dexterity, that is a 12. Okay. <sighs> Dang. Okay. Um, the rest of your journey goes uneventful. You arrive at the temple, or at least to the location of the temple. Artyom puts his hand up to stop you. You can't see the temple yet. There is a large thicket. A lot of trees, pine trees, in fact. Arctium turns. This may be difficult. I just wanted to let you know. So prepare yourselves. I'm not sure what's in the temple. The last time I was here, well, I saw a lot of bloodshed. I would hate for that to happen again. Now that we had that cheery conversation, come. You break through the trees. As you do before you lays an expanse of marble and cedar. Large beams intertwined with indigo threads of powdered stone create the base of this large temple with pillars dwarfing the large statues out front. The temple was built in a valley. You can see a bit of the roof from your high vantage point slanted above with a flat area that stretches beneath it. With gargoyles of varying sizes, hunched and twisted, looking down with empty eyes. There seems to be a single figure stood in between the towering marble pillars. It almost appears to be a statue, but a turn of the armored head proves otherwise. It seems to be an imposing sort, a colossus form, covered in plate mail and wielding a sinister looking axe. Other than the hill, there is nothing, no obstacle really separating you. It appears that there used to be a hedge maze, but now there is a very clear-cut path straight to the stairs. Arctium looks over at Waka, looks to Nella Sky, and shrugs before stepping forward. Waka follows along, half a step behind. Nella Sky follows behind Waka, still close to Waka, but a little bit more confident with their spear. And like ducks following the mother duckling, you all find your way at the bottom of the hill. Arctium walks forward, and as he gets to the base of the steps, the axe turns ever so slightly. The colossal form looks down and raises up the visor in their night helmet. You can see what appears to be a blue face and very intense white eyes. You have come to fight, have you? The voice is slippery. Very strange coming from such a large man. You have to strain to hear it. He's quiet. His voice does not boom out. It's almost a whisper. Who has come to challenge me in a test of combat? I will accept one. Oh, what? Arctium. Oh, no, seriously. <laughs> your, your champion must face me. Well, I guess that would be me. And Waka wow. steps forward. Wide. You want You want the spear? I don't need that wimpy thing. <laughs> what is your name? 
Salik. So Galahad. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> what is your favorite weapon? Spear. No, no fists. <laughs> 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 Can I can I give can I give him a bardic inspiration die? <laughs> yes, yes you may. Yes. All right, you got one d8, dude. My name is Oxa. I am but a man who has lost all that a man can. I yearn for the end, to be returned with my love, and to die with my axe in hand. Prepare yourself. I will not swing. Climb the stairs, and face me. Only then will I attack. You have my honor as a man who wishes to die. Any chance we can uh, get past you without all this hullabaloo? This hullabaloo is my life's purpose. I wish to die a worthy death. Are we just like watching from the background? Yes. Dilemma for Waka. Anybody bring popcorn? My morals are being challenged here, but we'll come to that once the fight is won. <laughs> and Waka ascends the steps. Oksa sets down his hammer, I'm sorry, his axe. It is a large axe. It's not sharp. Rather, it looks almost like a club. It is, the blade is long stretching from below the hilt to the tip, curved backwards and outwards like a reaching hand. It looks strange. It looks heavy. And it looks powerful. Oxa walks to you and, with his eyes still out, extends a gauntleted hand. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm excited to face you on this battlefield. Waka clasps his hand. Likewise, chum. A strong grip. You shall be worthy. Roll for initiative, Waka. Ho ho, nat 20. Not that that does anything for initiative, but... There's no way. Oh, did you also? I also rolled a nat 20. <laughs> uh, I mean, Waka <laughs> has a plus four to initiative, so... Uh, that, that is going to be for you, yeah. Okay. Well, fantastic. Oksa picks up his axe. I'm sorry. Yeah, he picks up his axe. Still hanging down. With a reverse grip, and he readies himself. I'm going to open up with a stunning strike. <laughs> Man, I am on fire today. That's a nat 20. I'm glad we pitched <laughs> in to give him those weighted dice. <laughs> um, and so... Constitution saving throw? Uh, yes. What do I need Actually, to do? I guess I guess the order that I should have done this was um, that I would make an attack and then once that hit, mm -hmm. I would make a stunning strike, but uh, okay. it worked out. But you can anyway. that that can be your attack die if you'd like, uh, because I have to roll a Constitution saving throw. Yeah, so I, I think that. that that would end up being the okay. attack die. I think that stunning strike still does damage the same way a normal attack yes. would. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll get that damage die. Uh, over here, uh, but the Constitution saving throw to beat is 
make sure that my uh, a 14. As your fist slams against his armored form, his stance stays strong. And you can hear him laughing. This will be a wonderful fight. And he is not stunned. Wow. Uh, but that was going to be nine damage. And then when I take the attack action like I just did, and I have extra attack, the extra attack has to also be an attack, right? Or would I be able to grapple yes. him with the second attack? No. I think that we've. I think we've. I think it has to be an extra attack. I think we've talked about that okay. before, but it has to. It's be possible. Extra, yeah. I, I think. I think we changed. I had a different answer, but I, I've looked into it. I'm pretty sure it has to be an attack. Okay, attack. that's fine. Because um, I know that if you, or at least I want to say that if you open up with a grapple, you would not get your extra attack because they're not both, like, melee attack. It's a special attack or something. So that. That sounds fair and what I was expecting to hear, but just wanted to make sure. Uh, ah, crap. Well, <laughs> uh, that's a one for that extra attack. What can I say? He's got heavy <laughs> armor. Because your fist strikes. And it kind of hurts. kind of really hurts, actually. Oh. And uh, kind of feeling around, you can tell, like, your fingers are going to bruise. And because of that, your next attack that you take is going to have disadvantage. Oksa, seeing that you're only using your fists, sort of huffs and says, I, wa I want this to be a worthy battle, and thrusts down the axe. And he punches forward. What's your armor class? Oh, uh, I also still had my uh, bonus attack uh, with the uh, martial arts feature. Go for it. So, is this the one that you want me to make with disadvantage? Uh, yes. Uh, that is... A 13. That's a miss. All right. And what was your armor class? Uh, my armor class is 17. He goes to punch down, and it's just like when Batman punches the face of Superman, slams against your face, you look at him unfazed. It's like you didn't do a single thing. But he smirks not that you can see but you can hear him chuckle under his metal helmet as he swings forward with his other fist right into your gut and deals eight points of bludgeoning damage oh yikes that's now we right there and what was that uh inspiration die that uh uh Gaylor gave me uh, you get 1d8 that you can use <clears throat> to add to any roll that you're making. You can choose whether to use it after you've rolled your d20. Um, or your, if, if, it's, if it's one where it has to, like it has to succeed uh, a, uh, an AC or like a, a saving throw or something, mm -hmm. you can choose like you can choose whether to roll it after you've already rolled your main die, but you can't choose to roll it after Solomon has told you whether it succeeds. Okay. But uh, if it's an if it's like a, a damage roll, you can you can uh, choose to roll it whenever. Okay. Presumably not after 
you know whether it's like a knockout or not. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I am going to uh, grapple him now. Or attempt to, anyway. Ha <laughs> ha yes. And I'm not even going to use the inspiration die. Uh, because that is uh, a 24 for myself. Dang. Um, so it's a composing strength check, right? He can choose between strength or dexterity. You are going to be able to grapple him. Fantastic. Uh, so he is grappled, and then with my bonus action, we're going to use uh, Flurry of Blows. And so we're going to make two attacks on him here. And... One of those is not going to hit with a 10. Uh, the other is a 15. That is not going to hit. Man. He's currently grappled. Do you have anything else to do? Uh, nope, that was my action. You can use a bardic well, he already, It was already failed. No, it already resolved. I need to make another check against that, correct? He can take an action to break the grapple if he would like to. If he would like to do something else then yeah or he can just headbutt you yeah he could do that what's your armor again was 17 16 correct seven seven okay he pulls his head back and that helmet is definitely doing some favors because he hits you straight in the nose for five extra damage oof oh my gosh the floor is yours Waka spits out one of his many, many teeth and uh, grins and then is going to... So I'm going to take the attack action and I'm going to use one of those attacks to shove him uh, in order to attempt to knock him prone. Uh, so that's going to be, I believe, another contested strength or dex check on his part. Freaking A, I am really, I'm, I'm either all there or all not today. That's another nat 20. Oh my, yeah, you're able yeah. to shove him on the ground. All right, fantastic. He is prone now, he is still grappled, and uh, with... The shove, do I get the extra attack from the attack action, or that do does, those both get consumed? I believe, so in order to take an extra attack, you have to use your attack previously, use an attack or an attack-based thing. Okay. I believe. Uh, kind of what because, I expected to work yeah, the same the same shoving, way. Shoving is a special melee attack. Okay. And that was a key slot. would make sure that I'm keeping track of those uh, and we're just going to do normal martial art uh, attack with him being prone now do i have advantage on that aren't you also on top of him though so you're technically prone uh i am not prone i am okay, still you're on top of him I am yeah you can have advantage i'm pretty on sure my you're... feet uh you know you can assume how you, that how are you grappling uh, him had had my arms around his chest with the shove, if you will, swept his leg. Um, I'm 
still on my feet and have his arm trapped in a uh, like standing arm lock. And then one of my other hands is free, or I can always like drop a knee or something like that. Um, as monks do. Yep, yep, as as they do. And I'm glad that I have martial arts experience so I can picture some of this stuff in my head when you ask. Uh, Frickin' A, there's that, that all or nothing. Uh, that's another nat one. <laughs> okay. He immediately gets up. That was an attack action, right? Uh, that yeah, that was my uh, martial arts uh, bonus attack. So I'm going to use my first action to try to escape this grapple. So a contesting strength check. Uh, do I roll with that one as well, or does that yeah. just have to break yeah, my? Yeah, it's, it's against against your uh, strength, I believe. Okay, that is a ten for myself. He is able to kick you off of him, and he is still on the ground. He rolls to attack you. <sighs> And he's able to kick you in the meaty part of your leg for another five damage. Uh, I want to roll some actual damage dice because I'm not really getting much of that in right now. Fantastic. With my advantage, I have a nat 20. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So the damage from that one. I wish I was grappling him still, but beggars can't be choosers, I guess. Going to be 15 damage from that attack. My second attack is a 16. That's going to miss. Man. Martial arts attack here uh, is also going to miss. That is a 14. He is looking a little banged up. He's not appreciating what you're doing to him, so he uses his movement to stand up, and he uh, misses his first attack, beams you in the head, pulling back and hitting you for 10 more damage. All right, Waka's, uh, Waka's not doing so hot after yeah, are, that. Are we recording? Well, actually, I'll do this in character. I'm going to sort of <clears throat> uh, lean over to, uh, to I'm forgetting his name now, uh, Arctium. Are, are we required to play by his rules here? I... Don't know why are we it is, is up just to you? watching this? Why are you just watching this? If it not, it is a fair fight. He asked for one. It would seem that Waka is giving him one. Uh, I'm not the type of man to step in that. Step between that. But hold on, hold on, hold on. You. Up until now, it's been all fight or die kill or be killed you have to do what it takes to be able to win to get out and now you're standing on honor you're a fool if you believe that i would let oksa kill awakamoe tupua fair enough i will remind you my reach he places his hand on his hilt we are going to attack number one miss Attack number two. Also miss. Ah, and that's a nat one on the third. Oksa sees that you're slowing down and grins. He pulls his fist back and strikes you once in the face and once in the gut, dealing 12 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, that is more than enough to reduce me beneath zero. 
Oh my god. Looks across his arms and clicks his tongue. It would seem that I asked for a worthy opponent. And he picks up his axe. And I didn't receive one. <laughs> <laughs>